With up to 60% of New Year's resolutions being about health and fitness, today's episode is going to be about just that and a few tips about how you can keep your New Year's resolution all the way until next New Year's. So if that sounds like you, stay tuned. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? How you doing? Happy New Year. I know it was a few weeks ago, but would you believe it? A lot of people are starting to already forget about their New Year's resolutions. Can you believe it? Um, It's pretty hard to believe since we're still in January. But as I said on the intro, um, you know, it's amazing that up to 60% each year of New Year's resolutions, particularly in Australia, are actually health and fitness related. And, you know, it's been sitting fairly consistently for the last few years at at sort of between 50 and 60% of New Year's resolutions being about health and fitness. And, the top things, as you might imagine that people, you know, put in place on January 1 at midnight, are things like improving their fitness is a really common one, eating better, quitting smoking surprisingly is still up there, which is um, relatively surprising, you know, in, the, in this kind of day and age, but a lot of people are still battling with that and quitting drinking for a year is common. So, a lot of people, you know, these four things feature very prominently in that 50 to 60% of New Year's resolutions each year. So, the big question is, why do New Year's resolutions fall apart so rapidly? Okay. So, that's that's the big question, right? So, um, I guess the reality is what the data suggests and, and it's fairly obvious once you sort of look at the figures and you look at the reasons that have been collected, um, they're pretty obvious. It's the same as most most goals. The January one kind of makes it really irrelevant. And, and, you know, the reality is that we really don't need January one and the New Year's celebration to happen in order for us to take action or set goals to, uh, to achieve. It is, you know, it's, a, it's an important time. It's a celebratory time in our calendar and it is a great, great point for measurement, but we really don't need that. But the, the reality is that the reasons that, that have popped up can keep popping up over the years um, for people not, not uh, for people breaking or not keeping their New Year's resolutions are actually that they didn't keep track of their progress, that they made too many New Year's resolutions. Everybody's trying to achieve everything at the same time. They want to, they want a million dollars, and they also want a six pack, and they also want the perfect relationship, and you know they they they've got all of these competing priorities and still believe it or not they've only got 24 hours in every single day just like the next guy so um they also they forgot about it now people literally forget about their new year's resolutions which obviously highlights a lack of importance on that goal or a lack of an emotional connection to that goal or a lack of real pain people really strive to achieve or you know take action in their day when they're moving away from pain so if you've just simply forgotten about your new year's resolution then it's potentially not connected strongly enough to a pain point to something that really motivates you out of discomfort and towards 
towards pleasure or comfort. Um, another reason what that keeps coming up is that they're too unrealistic. You know, you might be, say you're 40 kilos overweight and your New Year's resolution is to lose all 40 kilos in year one. Many Experts and many professionals would probably say that's exceptionally unhealthy to have a goal like that because that's a huge, huge commitment in one year. And you might want to look at that in a different way and and pace yourself. So, you know, or you might want to earn a million dollars in one year and you don't even own a business or you don't, you know, you're in a you're in an average paying job. So, you know, these things take time. So you've got to have realistic goals. Um, and these are the reasons that keep popping up for people to as to as to the reasons why they don't achieve their New Year's resolutions. Um, and, and they're all relevant to the 50 to 60% of people that put their New Year's resolution in the health and fitness area. Same number of people fail at their New Year's resolution each year. And it's for varying points in the year. And, and shockingly, up to 15% of people have forgotten about their New Year's resolution before February 1. <laughs> now, that's, um, that's, that's really sad. But My first question to you, so I've got a few tips to share with you. My first question is, is your New Year's resolution the same as last year? Okay. I've noticed after doing my own homework and asking around my own friendship groups and talking to clients, my own clients, and a lot of people I'm finding are actually having uh, putting in place the same New Year's resolution as last year or the year before, or they might be on their, their second or third time with the same New Year's resolution. But that should be an alarm bell to anybody that's in that situation. You can have the same New Year's resolution as last year, absolutely. As long as you made progress last year. If you made no progress last year and you're putting the same thing in place this year, then you obviously didn't have the right things in place to motivate you to get where you want to go. Because if you're putting the same thing in place this year without anything surrounding it, without the you know a pain point that you're trying to run away from in order to move towards pleasure and comfort, then you're going to get the same result. You know, it's the, it's like that definition of insanity, right? If you do the same thing over and over and over and expect a different result, that's insane because the, the variables are the same. The outcome is going to be the same. So, you know, you, if you're doing that and you're making the same uh, you're getting the same results each year and you're making the same uh, New Year's resolution, then ov- obviously the potential things that are occurring is that your New Year's resolu- re- resolution is too big, as we just mentioned, or too unrealistic. Another thing we just mentioned in the reasons for, for the, the people fail, fail with their New Year's resolutions. So I want to give you a bunch of tips here to help you implement so that you can be a part of the percentage, the small percentage of people that do fully commit and fully follow through and action their New Year's resolutions and specifically those that are in the health area. All of them, of course, are important, but our health, if we have our health, we have nothing. As cliche as that sounds, it's true. It's what fuels our body and it fuels our brain to make the decisions about our money goals and the decisions about our relationship goals. So if the fuel in our body is not optimal, then we can't achieve the goals to our, our goals outside of the health area to optimal capacity. So here we go. I've got four tips here for you to 
implement effectively with your New Year's resolution as long as you've still got it. And if you if you don't, even if you fall off the bandwagon, put these tips in place and we will be able to get somewhere. Okay, so number one, accountability. So the most important thing is that people go into this alone. They go into their New Year's resolution without accountability, without someone to keep them committed to the process. And the important thing about accountability this is the reality, is that you need incentivized punishment. That's, that's the reality for most people. There's very few people that are motivated enough to stay accountable to themselves. That's why PTs, everybody knows what they should do at the gym, but that's why PTs have such an important job. Everybody knows what's healthy food, but that's the reason people like myself exist and nutritionists and dietitians because people need that accountability. And it's the same with my client base. Accountability is the most important thing. So you need incentivized punishment as well because you need to be fearful of the pain that you might experience should you not stay accountable to your goal. Okay, that's number one. Number two, realistic planning. What do I mean by that? So, break the 12-month goal down into months, into weeks, and even into days, depending what it is. Because somebody might say, I want a million dollars in a year. And then you break that number down and it's like, wow, every single month I have to make, you know, 800 to a million dollars every month, 800,000. Um, and that's a pretty confronting goal. Like you think a year away, you're like, oh yeah, all this stuff could happen in a year. Same with the, you know, losing 40 kilos in, in one year might not be the best way to go about it or 50 or 100, whatever it might be. It might be, let's say 100. Looking, you know, a year in the future and being like, I want to lose 100 kilos in a year and then breaking that down to how many kilos you need to lose each month. And actually that might end up at an at amount for your body and your situation where losing that amount of weight each month is really unhealthy. Okay. So you don't want to um, not only unhealthy, but also virtually impossible. So you want to be realistic. So you want to break it down into months so that you understand the month goal. And if you look at the month goal and you're confronted by the month goal and you feel like the month goal is impossible, then you need to adjust your long-term goal. You need to adjust the New Year's resolution to something realistic, okay? And this, this, all this, once you get this in place correctly with your accountability partner, it will lock in perfectly because you'll have realistic goals to to work with your accountability partner. Okay, so number three, track your progress. So as we've just we've just talked about locking that realistic planning in with your accountability partner, you need monthly appointments or whatever it might be to track your progress. So you know if you're on target for the goal. And it doesn't matter if you're not on target because you just make some adjustments. Not achieving the goal is not failing. Okay, you're not failing if that happens. You might miss by just a little bit. You know, if you want to lose 40 kilos and you get to this time next year and you only lost 30, guess what? That's still a massive achievement. Okay, so track your progress, make adjustments, and don't be disconcerted if you're not hitting those goals. Okay, but those adjustments that you make should mean that next month you will be able to hit them because they're more realistic. Okay, and and in this process, when I say don't be disconcerted, don't give up either because the progress you are making is still progress, even if you're not on target for the ideal outcome. Okay. Any outcome that you achieve is better than nothing, even if it's not the ideal outcome. So when I set my goals, I always have an ideal outcome and an unacceptable outcome. Okay. And I know that I'm always striving for the ideal, but anywhere in between is still a victory. All right. Last point, share. 
Okay, for me personally, this is a big one. So you need to share. You know, you know, as they say, it's not official until it's on Facebook, right? Um, or LinkedIn. If you've done, you know put it on your profile or done a status or done a video on Instagram or YouTube, share it with people. Why? Because that will make you accountable. Okay, I'm the kind of person that walks into the gym or you know, you know I've got a, a PT with me or whatever, and they say this is the today's challenge, and I have to be the person that says out loud out loud, I'm going to do better than that. I'm going to do double. I'm going to do triple. It might be totally obnoxious at the time, <laughs> but the point is that I've just made myself publicly accountable. And for me and my personality type, that puts me in a state of fear, fear of failure. And that motivates me to achieve the result. And the important thing about motivation though, Okay, I just want to I just want to touch on this quickly. So motivation is dopamine. So dopamine is essentially the happy hormone. So when you get you're feeling positive and happy and you get goosebumps down your arms or that shiver down your spine and you're really proud or laughing, the happy hormone known as dopamine has been released. Now there's a connection with motivation and dopamine. So when you get motivated and you're feeling really pumped and ready to roar, you're pumped full of dope dopamine, but the dopamine dissipates. Okay. So you need to have a driver. So motivation is good and releases dopamine. That's when you feel most uh, pumped to achieve your results, but the dopamine dissipates into your bloodstream and is metabolized and results in the dopamine not being there anymore and you not feeling as motivated. So that's the difference between motivation and drive. So motivation is good but we need a driver and that driver needs to be moving away from pain and towards comfort and pleasure. So that is wrapping up today's episode. I appreciate you guys jumping on. So for anybody that is interested in reaching out, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm just at Maddie Lansdowne, M-A-T-T-Y-L-A-N-S-D-O-W-N. And if you're an Instagrammer, we're trying to promote this new podcast, How to Not Get Sick and Die. Please take a screenshot of this episode and please share it on your story on Instagram. And please give me a tag at Maddie Lansdowne and I will share it also so we can begin to grow this podcast. The aim is to help everybody that is on a health journey or wants to improve their health, nutrition or human optimization. So I'd be really grateful if you could do that. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.